0: Life. Now I mean I mean you are excited about what God's doing in your life. Amen. Every day y'all be just pumped up. I mean excited about what God's doing. How I mean, you know there are days when you're not. There are days when when you forget God's even around. You, you know life is, is coming at you from all different directions and challenges and obstacles and and temperatures shoot from sixty to a hundred in, in a few days, and your, your brain fries and you just can't even think and But God is still, even though in the day that you don't recognize it, God is still at work in you, through you in spite of you. God is doing his plan in your life. hello. And uh, we we need to live a lifestyle that is just thrilled with what God's doing. And if you don't see it, start looking. man. open your eyes and start searching. And find where God is moving because he is moving in your life. Amen. Look at somebody close to you and say, I see God in you. If you're here today and you don't own a Bible, would you just hold your hand up? The ushers want to give you one. It's our gift to you. Want to give you a copy of the Word of God. Want to encourage everybody in the room, get in the book, all right? Study, grow, know the Word, apply the Word, live the Word, amen? I said live the Word, right? All right, you got your Bible with you? Let's stand up together. Hold our Bible up there and make a confession together. Lift it up there and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him one more high praise. He's worthy. Yeah, Lord, we exalt you. Amen amen we are excited today that you're here and that uh we are going somewhere to do something for god amen uh real quick if you served in the armed forces ever you just were any branch of the armed forces would you please just stand up we want to honor you today it's armed forces day and guys look at these people who have made sacrifice for you give them a hand Amen. amen we appreciate that. It's awesome. That's awesome, man. We just know that uh, what we have today and what we experience in our society did not come w- without effort. Right? Somebody, somebody had to go to work and uh, go to you know position themselves even in danger so that we could enjoy the life that we have. Amen. So every day, every day, you ought to be thankful for the men and women who would be willing to sacrifice so that you could have your freedom. Amen. Well, how many you know that we need to be pursuing the life that God has made available to us? Amen. Remember Zoe life. When you get born again, your spirit comes alive with Zoe life, eternal life eternal life uh, a lot of people live as if eternal life begins when they're dead eternal life zoe life god's life you don't want to wait till you're dead to tap into that you, you want that to begin to operate right now you want to embrace that lifestyle and you want to tap into that thing and you want to you you want to release the power of god life every single day of your journey you don't want to wait till you die. Get, getting born again isn't a ticket that you get punched so that you can go to heaven for eternity. E- eternal life is a higher level of life. It is real life. Remember, you got life or you got life. It's sad how many depressed and broken believers there there are, you know, roaming around totally separated from the life of God. But you've got to realize that we we have an enemy, and that is his focus. That is his determination is to separate you from the life God wants you to have, right? He, he don't want you walking in the path that's been carved out for you by God because then all of a sudden you're an incredible threat to the kingdom of darkness. So if he can throw something up in your way and get you off track and get you to, to live uh, life your way, well, then you, you, you're you going to be much less of a threat and, and you're just praying, you know, Jesus, come quickly. Just got to get out of here. All of a sudden, you'll do anything you can to make sure rapture occurs. Now, just beam me up, Scotty. I'm in a mess. I don't like my situation. Get me out of here. And the, the truth is, Is that you are on this planet, empowered by God, infused with strength, anointed by the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now alive in you, quickening your mortal body, causing that thing to come alive so that you can demonstrate Satan's defeat and humiliate hell on a daily basis. The life of God operating in you is going to pick you up and set you on top. It's going to give you uh, uh, insight and revelation and understanding that separated from God you can never have. But with God, there it is. When's God going to give that to me? Well, you know... uh, It's easy to preach a message and to paint the picture about the good life and the blessings and the promises. It's easy. But it wouldn't be right to paint the picture and not also provide the recipe. Have you ever gone to the store and you got the, I don't know, Betty Crocker box and it's got the picture of the cake on the front? How many of you know that you don't just go home, open up the box, get out a fork and start eating? There's a recipe and you got to follow the recipe and if you get off the recipe you don't actually get what's on the picture on the box hello you you know cake you know that that's heaven's food right there okay cake that that's that's good stuff but that mess that they got in the box man if you just start eating that that's nasty stuff you leave out some of the ingredients you don't get cake you get a doorstop Shelby's sister one time was going to bless us, and, and she, she made brownies. And, and I tell you what, those brownies were awesome. We used them as a doorstop for two and a half years. It, was like a, it looked like a little brown brick. And I don't know what she left out, but she left out something. And a lot of us, that's our Christian experience. You know, we're not soaring high with the eagles. We, we're like an anchor. Somebody's having to drag through life. Why? Well, somewhere we we missed something. We left out an ingredient or something. We didn't follow the recipe. So you know we've talked about Zoe life and we've shown you what how awesome Zoe life is. But now now we're going to get into okay. How do I get this thing operating in me? What what exact steps do I take today? Uh, today I I, I just want to encourage you and I want to remind you I love you. But I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you know what? change is easy everybody loves the outcome the product of change nobody enjoys the process of change you know there's areas in your life that that you think that it would be easy to blame the devil or or or, or your mother-in-law somebody said same thing no just kidding It would be easy to blame your boss or, or, or your spouse or, or your children or your siblings or your neighbors. Listen, you're in control. And the change that's going to be taking place needs to take place in you. Right? Look, look at your neighbor and say, I, I, I need to change. Uh, the first step, the first step is in 2 Timothy 2.15. The first thing that, that I think that we need to look at, that we need to address. And look at this, 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Study. Study. What do you mean, study? That don't even sound fun. Study. That word is pudezo. It means to exert oneself, to give diligence, to show or put forth great effort. Ecclesiastes five three says that a dream cometh through a multitude of business and painful effort, but a fool's words, but a fool comes with just many words. Okay, a dream comes through a multitude of business and painful effort. A dream. How you know? You, you know. You think gas is expensive? You ought to price vision. You ought to price. You gotta price a dream. You know, you 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 think that the things that you desire that and they're great things. They're God given dreams that you possess in your heart. But you think that's going to come easy? You you know, we we've kind of uh, been under the impression, even in the Christian world, that if we can just come down front and say a sinner's prayer and maybe get somebody to lay their hand on us every now and then, if we can get baptized in water, and that, that all of a sudden, life should just become easy. But life doesn't get easy. The Bible says, in this world, there shall be tribulation." It goes on. and said, "Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world." But man, you 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 got some issues that you're going to have to deal with. You've got some some uh, giants that need to be defeated. You you've got some land that needs to be possessed. God took the people in and He said, "Go in and possess that land." You you know that sounds great when when God says, "Hey, I want you to possess the land." That sounds good until you study the word possess. That word means to drive out the previous tenant, make him poor, and dwell in his place. Drive out the previous tenant. You know, there's certain areas of your life, territories of your life, that the enemy has moved into and set up camp. And God said, I want you to possess that land. I want you to drive that enemy out. You you can't go up and ask him to leave. You're going to have to go to war and make him leave. Freedom is never voluntarily granted by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. you you got to go to war, man. you you got to exert yourself. A lot of us are under the impression that somebody else should be opening all the doors for us. When, when the blessing of God, well, he's God, and if he wants to be blessed, he's just going to have to bless me. Well, you just go ahead and live unblessed. Well, if God wants something to happen, he'll make it happen. Really. If God had that much control over you, you'd be a lot nicer. You're in control. And you've got to exert yourself. You've got to go to work. You've you got to be who God's called and created you to be. You're going to have to go into a passionate pursuit. Because all the time that we've been coasting through life, We've been developing wrong belief systems and mentalities that don't line up with the Word of God. It, from from the time that you were that little baby up here on the platform getting dedicated until today, all kinds of things have influenced the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. And believe it or not, some of it doesn't line up with God's Word. Some of it is out of... Alignment is out of joint, it's out of sync with God's way. And if you think God's gonna change his way to line up with your thought, you're crazy. He said, My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You don't change his mind, you let him change your mind. Right? Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, changed. By the renewing of your mind. You got to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices and line it up with the word of God. And if you don't study the word of God, then how could you possibly expect to get in agreement with the word of God? Right? Remember Micah 6.8? God has shown you, old man, what is good to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God. Walking with God. Amos 3.3 3 says that in order to walk with God, you've got to be in agreement. How can two walk together except they be agreed? You've got to be in agreement with God. How could you be in agreement with God and not actually study the book? A lot of times, we're facing off with all kinds of tests that we did not study for. You know, you go down and get your driver's license and they make you take the test. And... Kids go in there all the time and they think they're going to sit down at that computer and they're just going to push the screen. And if God's on their side, and after two or three attempts, finally a light comes on and they say, I should read the book. When's the light coming on, folks? Hey, I'm struggling over here. I bet you are. Have you read the book? Come on now. Study. Crack that book. Well, I want Zoe Life, but I think that it'll uh, be a free gift. It is. God could also give you a race car. Free. But if you don't learn to drive it, you're just going to kill yourself. Study. Look at your neighbor and say, study. You got to work at it. You know what it is—is is you can't be flaking out anymore. You got to exert yourself. You 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 can't get soft. You know, in this culture, this society that we live in, everybody's so soft. Re- remember in Joshua one, every place that you put your foot down, God said, "I'll give it to you." Every place, every place you set your foot down, I'll give it to you. Time to put your foot down. Amen. Can't be all soft about it. You got to put your foot down. Say, as for me and my house, we're serving God. Amen. Well, what, what, what if I offend the kids? Give me a massive break. Tell you what's going to be offensive to your children when they find out you knew the truth but didn't tell them. Well, if I go on the job and take a stand, I might lose my job. If you go on the job and take a stand... And I'm not talking about walking into your place of employment and throwing down the tools and saying, no, we're going to take a preaching break. I'm talking about just taking a stand. Be, a, be, be who God's called you to be. Put your foot down. You know, when you got born again, life was supposed to change. Remember how before before you knew God, you were kind of, you'd kind of cut people and you'd say nasty things and you'd poke at them. Well, now you don't do that anymore, right? people looking at each other we don't (laughs) something's supposed to change you know I think it's Bible to take off the old put on the new take off the old put on the new my dad used to talk about a baby being you know it's kind of natural it's normal for a baby to uh, fill up the pamper. So you take the baby with the loaded pamper. You take him down. You go into the baby changing station. You put him down there. You get out a new clean pamper You put it. You, you get the, the the baby powder and you sprinkle it around. And you put the new bi- diaper on. And you come back out and you hand the freshly changed baby to the mama. Everything's great. Except we forgot to take off the old diaper. <laughs> How many of you know that when you forget to take off the old diaper, it's not long till the old diaper is penetrating the new diaper. No matter matter how much powder you use pretty soon, something ain't right. See, and a lot of us, it don't take very long, especially in this heat, to find out. Your your pampers dirty. (laughs) Oh, I'm carrying a load. Yes, you are. (laughs) Oh, yes, you are. You got to take off the old... Or the new don't do no good. Come on, somebody. You got to make some changes. You got to get in the word of God and find out, okay, how am I supposed to live now? How am I supposed to think now? How do I make choices now? If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. One translation says, when you don't know what to do, ask God, he'll tell you. When, when when are we going to become people of God, not t-shirt buyers? Yeah, you got your bumper sticker, but maybe until you get Jesus in your heart, maybe you ought to get him off your bumper. Now, now don't freak out. I'm not against bumper stickers. Some, somebody saw me in one of my cars, and there's a fish on the back. They said, I can't believe you have a fish on your car. And I said, well, I doubt that I'm going to flip you off when I'm driving the car with the fish. But if you can't control, you know, your gestures, please take Jesus off the bumper. It, don't, it, it's, so, it's too easy to fix, you know, giving everybody the bird all the time. Don't give them the bird. Give them the whole flock. Okay, and then, then <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Too many people, you, you, they, they're living limp. Limp livers. Ain't got no backbone. Well, if we, if we stand against sin, we're going to offend some people. Well, we ain't standing for sin. Guys, I'm sorry, but if you're in sin, you're probably going to hell. Well, that's not very nice. I didn't make the rules. I just read the book. You know what I found out when I started studying the book? That not everything I thought was right. Shocker. I guarantee you that there's some things you think that are not in that book. They might be religious. They might be denominational. But if they go contrary to that book, they better be changed. You've got to study to show yourself approved unto god be eager be eager to show yourself approved the word approved is dokismos and that word is actually a title or a position and where that word came from is really kind of interesting that word came you know in ancient times the money changers the guys who made money the the money changers. you know they didn't have banking systems like we do they didn't have any paper money all the money was coins and the guys who made the coin were called dochismos. a certain group of them were dochismos. and and what they do is that they'd take metal and they'd melt it down when it became liquid they'd pour it into a mold and you know different denomination of coin was determined by weight and they'd pour that much weight into the mold and then when they cooled off they'd pop it out of the mold they'd clean it up and then they'd put the money into circulation and uh, what what would happen is, over time, coins, you know, their coin were much softer than ours. And what would happen is, you know, if a coin had been in circulation for a long time, it would be missing chunks, it would be wore down. But, you you know, you can look at a coin, can't you, and recognize what, what coin it is, and, and you'd say it was that value. Well, there were guys that made the money that realized that they could make coins that were brand new, that looked really old, and they could shave off the edges and get some of that weight. About every six to eight coins they made, they could actually... Uh, put into circulation new coin that looked like old coin and make themselves a new coin. It's like getting a raise. Free coin for them. But there were guys who refused to be in that group. They refused to put counterfeit money into circulation. And so they were men of honor, men of integrity, and they made sure that when they made coin, that it was full-weight coin. We're going to call them heavyweights. They didn't shave it off. They didn't make it look like it had just been around a long time, but it still had the value. Now they refused to cheat, and those men were called doximos. And Peter here says, "This is what the Christian should be." He said, "Study to show yourself a heavyweight. Don't live like a lightweight believer who shaves off stuff to anything that he don't like. He just cuts it off, whittles it down, makes it lighter, brings a lightweight." A belief system into circulation no if you're going to go out and represent yourself as a god follower then study to show yourself dokismos by the way you're already approved by god so you're not showing it to god but you're showing it to the world that you're being put into circulation into you are saying this is what a believer looks like a heavyweight it will be fun for some of you. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a heavyweight. Last night I had people really freaked out because they didn't want anybody telling them they were a heavyweight. <laughs> I don't like being told I'm heavy. Don't be, You don't want to be a lightweight. You are a heavyweight title holder. Amen. You've got the belt. You, you're, not, you, you're not somebody who kind of resembles a believer. You are a believer. Well, yeah, but I got stuff, and and, and there's there's p- the past I'm trying to deal with, and there's issues. Aren't you glad that the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. Don't be afraid to live like a heavyweight. Don't be afraid to put your foot down and say, hey, this is the right thing to do, and we're doing it. Don't be afraid to say, I'm not doing that. That's wrong. Don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry, but I live for God now. I don't do those things anymore. Don't be afraid. God has given you the spirit of power. Everybody say power. Power. Oh, come on. Say power. power. You've got the power. You got the power to change. Listen to the word power. It's dunamis. You've, you've heard of this before. Dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. It, it's not a little power. It's an explosive power. It is a strong power that has an ability. It is a disposable power. It's more than enough power. It is miraculous working power. Don't be, it's going to take a miracle. Well, great. You've got the miracle working power to see it done. Don't be afraid. It is a power which belongs to riches and wealth. Nothing can separate. Nothing's going to separate you from the ability to do what God's word tells you to do. It is a resource which normally arises from numbers. And you're thinking around, you're looking for an army or for a host or for a force. You've got it. Man, if God be for you, who cares who's against you? God's on your side. But the greatest definition of this word, dunamis, the ability to create a change. God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but he has given you the ability to create a change. The ability to create a change. You've got the power. But you've got to know the book. Remember Mark 4, 24 in the Amplified. The level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the amount of power and virtue that comes back to you. The, the level of thought and study you, you, you give—not the level of thought and study somebody else is given. Not not, 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 not. Hear me. I think it's incredible that the, the information that is available to us, man, you can go to the internet, you can get all kinds of information, you can listen to other people describe what they have learned, you can sit here and listen to me, but if you don't give thought and study to the truth you hear, it won't produce much in your world. But when you start giving thought and study to the truth you've heard, oh, now, now we're unlocking a whole new dimension. See, there is, there is some potential that's locked inside the seed that's been sown into the fertile soil of your heart. And when you unlock the potential that's inside that seed, now you start getting harvest. Remember, you can take seed and put it in the barn, but you ain't ever going to have corn on the cob. You're just going to have bags of seed. But once you take the seed and get it planted into the soil, now you can have fields of rich harvest. The sower sowed the word, or the seed, and the seed was the word. The seed that's getting sown into your life is the word of God. And when the word of God is planted into the soil of your life, you can't be a seed collector. You can't just buy CDs and tapes and uh, but not give any thought and study to it. No, uh, to to get that seed into your life, you, you you gotta you gotta break up that that you know that that. Follow ground. You got. You got to get that seed into the soil of your heart and, and study, man. You got to exert yourself. You got to say, okay, this word is for me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to live it. I'm, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to begin to quote it. I'm going to take God's word, and I'm going to be, you know, every day, every day, every day. You know, you, you know, why is it that we wait for bombs to start falling before we build bomb bomb shelters? Too late, right? I mean, think about it. How many times at a funeral have you heard? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. It's a little late. Of course, they're not reading it for the guy in the box. They're reading it to you. But the Lord is my shepherd. That's Jehovah Rohi. The Lord is my shepherd. He's going to direct my steps. I shall not want. That's Jehovah Jireh. Everybody wants Jireh. How many of you would like Jehovah Jireh to show up at your house today? Come on, be real. I want Provision. Well, how do I get provision? Well, first you've got to have Rohi. You don't need provision if you ain't got Rohi. Why, why would God release the finances of heaven so that you could do everything except the will of God? But when you align with his word and with his will, you realize that when you find your purpose, when you find your will, suddenly you are invincible? Somebody say, Amen. Look, look at 2 Peter 1.10. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. Give diligence. Get some, put some effort in here. Remember, study is to give diligence. Study to show yourself, don't keep show yourself a heavyweight. Give diligence to, to prove, to show yourself to, that your calling and your election is sure. And if you do it, you shall never fall. Everybody say never fall. How many of you know that's, that's a pretty good word right there? Never fall. Why? Because you're on track with purpose. Man, the devil can't take you. Up. That's how come David didn't have to run from a giant. He could run towards it. Why? Because he knew his purpose. And it, was, it didn't end right there. He looked beyond the giant. And a lot of us, what we do is we're looking at a problem. We're looking at a situation living as if this problem or this current situation is going to be the end of our story. It ain't. In you know, a lot of times people get kind of weirded out because, uh, you know, the people around them, they, they want them to get emotionally upset along with them about what's going on. And, and a lot of times people come to me and, they, and they'll tell me about the situation. I'll say, okay, anything else? Well, don't you care? Here's the deal. I care for you, but the fact is that's just, that's just a momentary thing. That's like a sideshow distraction, keeping you you know, off track, keep your mind focused on something that's going on over there so that you don't see where God's taking you. Man, if all it takes is a problem or issue or a challenge to get you off of destiny, then you're, 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 you ain't living heavyweight. You, you know, you're, you're living pretty soft. Well, yeah, but shouldn't we do something about that? Yeah, we'll do what God says about that. But first, let's focus on this. And make sure that we never get distracted by the, from the purpose of God. I want to read this to you. Look at the Amplified. 2 Peter 1, 1. We're going to read like 10, 11 verses. Peter, servant and apostle, Jesus Christ, to those who have received and obtained an equal privilege of like precious faith with ourselves in and through the righteousness of God. Is that So this is written to you, right? Have you received that? Look at verse 2. May grace... God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being and all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Guys, if you just read this verse right here, you should get blessed. Peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity. May that be multiplied to you in the full personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to this life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence virtue. All things that pertain to life and godliness. He's already given them to us. We got it. Look at somebody say, I got it. Verse 5. 4, sorry. By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay and the rottenness and the corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, and greed and become sharers of the divine nature. Now, you're going to be a little bit different here. For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue and excellence and resolution, Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, develop knowledge and intelligence. In other words, get smart. Right? And in exercising knowledge, develop self control. And in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness, patience, and endurance. And in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness. See, there's a process of change that takes place. Here's your recipe. In exercising godliness, brotherly affection. And in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. It's getting better. We're we're becoming Christ-like now. For as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being idle or unfruitful unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Look at verse 9. This is, For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, spiritually short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him, has become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Because of this, brother. Be all the more solicitous and eager to make sure, to ratify, to strengthen, to make steadfast your calling and election. For if you do this, you will never stumble or fall. Look at verse 11. Thus, there will be richly and abundantly provided for you entry into the current eternal kingdom of our Lord. Entry. And live this way and you're going to get inside information. Inside access, you're going to be pulled into the eternal kingdom. You're going to know Zoe life. You're going to live it every single day. You're going to be a heavyweight, not a lightweight. See, lightweights, there's some differences you need to recognize so that you can check yourself. You You can take a look at yourself. Remember, it says study to show yourself approved. So who are you supposed to be looking at? Yourself. So I gotta examine myself. I gotta, I gotta challenge myself. I gotta grow myself. Well, see, lightweights—they they have a different mentality. Lightweights come come to church, for example, to make somebody else happy. They're they're here because mom or dad making them come, or or, or because their spouse. If I don't go, she's gonna be hard to live with all week. <laughs> be careful, you don't laugh too hard right there. Okay, lightweights come to church to make themselves feel better. Because they live in a heathenistic life all week so I got to go to church so I can sit in that thing you know sit in that chair and put a you know put a five dollar bill in the offering bucket and then say you know I'm a believer. Lightweights come to increase their downline their sales network they're looking for clients got quiet there didn't it lightweights come to find somebody who'll agree with them so they don't have to change heavyweights on the other hand they come for personal training they come to increase their knowledge that you know just just a question you ought to ask yourself do you do you come to church to learn something well you don't have to answer right now it's not like we're going to slap you or anything but i mean you ought to ask yourself why why am I here? What what do I think is gonna happen? You know, heavyweight comes for the corporate opportunity to 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 praise and worship together and, and, and to bless and honor God who has so richly and abundantly blessed them. It's a different mentality. And we gotta make sure that we're living that lifestyle that God has called us to live. Amen? First Corinthians eleven nineteen it says uh, there must also be heresies among you. Heresies just a uh, uh, diversion of opinions. There, there must be heresies among you that they which are approved. That were, there's dochismos, That those who are may be made manifest unto you it must be that there's that, that there's factions that there's argument it, you, you know don't be surprised when when uh th- there's a uh, you know an opposition to your opinion that, that it must happen so you can find out who has the ability to uh rightly divide the word of truth who, who's going to cut straight who's going to go right to the core of the issue. Who's going to put their foot down and stand according to the word of God? Don't be surprised when somebody else says, well, you know, in the day and age we live in and in our culture, in our society, we don't really have to take that stand. Well, why? Why? What, where are all these arguments coming from? So that somebody can really tell who's real. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman, A workman, that's somebody who has been hired to carry out the desires of another. A workman, somebody who is willing to get their hands dirty, somebody who's willing to to apply themselves to a specific task. A workman who needeth not to be ashamed. A workman who needeth not to be ashamed. See, you're a heavyweight title holder. You got the belt. There probably are days you might have to slip into the bathroom, pull the belt out, look yourself in the mirror and beat on your chest. You know, build your confidence up a little bit and remind yourself who you are. But you don't have to live a life that's, you know, you don't have to be ashamed. What would it be for a heavyweight title holder? How would he be ashamed? Well, he shows up for a fight and he's 93 pounds overweight. And his opponent isn't. By the way, guys, understand this. You're already approved by God, right? God's looking at you. He sees a heavyweight. He doesn't see a weak, soft, limp believer. He sees a heavy weight. God has more faith in you than you have in him. That's why, you know, you heard it said, God's leading you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He's leading you into problems you couldn't possibly solve. He's leading you into situations you couldn't possibly afford. But he knows, he has full confidence in you that you are not going there alone. You're connected to him. So he looks at you and he sees the belt. But when you own the belt, don't be shocked. That people are lining up to get in the ring to fight you. You have an enemy that wants to take the belt from you. You're a heavyweight, so here they come. So you got to be in training all the time. You got to be prepared every day. You know, there might be a couple of days that you take a, vaca- a vacation, but you can't make it a lifestyle you got to study to show yourself approved. A workman that's never going to be ashamed. James 1.12. Check this out. James 1.12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Well, what's the temptation? To, to run away. The temptation is to, to, to live a light, lightweight mentality. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Blessed. How many you know everybody wants to be blessed? Blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried. When he has tried, he, when he has tried, when he has found dokismos. He will receive, he, he shall receive, not he might get it. He shall receive the crown of life. What's that? That's Zoe. Blessed is the man that when he's gone through his stuff. He realizes that you know what I gotta do. I gotta get back in the Word. I gotta. I gotta gotta study the Word. I gotta give thought and study to, to God's Word so that I don't shave anything off here. I'm gonna live right according to the Word of God. Because that's where my Zoe life is at. He shall receive the crown of life. He's, he's a heavyweight. Now, real quick, I want to give you some aids for your study, okay? How do I study? How do I, Here's just some things that you should be asking yourself. I hope you got pen and paper. I hope you came to learn, and, and you're not going to try to remember this because you will not remember this. But uh, I guess then tape sales will go way up. Okay, aids for your study. <laughs> what should I do? How do I get started? Okay, first, describe your primary ministry. You're thinking my primary ministry. Well, yeah. God, who hath reconciled us to himself through his son Jesus and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. What what is your... Identify your primary ministry. Okay, let me help you. Is is it apostolic? Is it prophetic? Is it evangelistic? Is it pastoral? Is it teaching? Is it administrations? Is it intercession? Is it musical? Is is it helps? What is your ministry? Because you are not... Brought out of darkness, translated into the marvelous light of his dear son to hold the chair down. Right? I mean, you guys do realize that all week long when this room's empty, the chairs don't even move. Describe, describe your primary ministry. I didn't know I had one. Well, then that's proof there ain't been much study. Let's go on. It's getting quiet in here. Here's one that will help you. Describe your salvation experience. Sit down and write it out. Describe your salvation experience. When did it happen? How did it take place? Who was there? If you haven't had one yet, maybe we should start there. I don't remember. I was just born into this thing. You better have a salvation experience. You know, have you been baptized in water? If you've not been baptized... The next time we're saying we're having a baptismal service, sign up. If you haven't been baptized, you better come tell somebody, I need to get baptized. Well, I figure you'll tell us. No, you you come tell us. Let, 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 let us allow you to be a responsible believer. You want to be baptized? We can handle that pretty easily. But don't go through life without it. Here's one for you. Describe what you believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be and your personal experience with this. What's the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And if you say, well, that ain't for today, you ain't done much study. You listen to somebody else you haven't studied. Here. Describe the gifts of the Holy Spirit that operate regularly in your life. Describe the gifts of the Holy Spirit that operate regularly in your life. I mean, know know what it is. Which gifts of the Spirit do you desire to see operate in your life? Write them down and start praying and telling God, I want to see this going on in my life. I believe that I can covet these gifts. I can go after this stuff. So that's what I'm going to do. Very important one for me, I I, I think that each of us do, is to describe your personal vision for ministry. What is your personal vision for ministry? What is it? You doing all right? Can I give you a couple more? What are your two greatest strengths and how do you use them to advance and or benefit the body? What are your two greatest strengths and how are you using them to benefit the body of Christ? Might just need to ask yourself, even if it ain't your greatest strength, what do you do to benefit the body of Christ. What are you doing? You're a workman. Where you work at? Subway. Out in the area. No, no. You you work for God. And some of your work's going to be out there, but can you describe what you're doing to benefit the body? Here, let me ask you this. You just got time for a couple more. What books have you read in the past 24 months and how have they helped you in your spiritual growth? Can I encourage you? Read. Study. You know, read some stuff. I I would hope that you'd read some Christian material, but I think there's some non-Christian material that's really good too. If it'll help you grow, read. invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. I think another question that you ought to ask yourself is, what's my favorite movie? What's my favorite work of art? What's my musical preference? And the reason I think you ought to ask yourself that is so that you can see what you're giving influence over your life. You know, if Scarface is your favorite movie, we might want to have some prayer time. One more. What doctrines do you consider essential to the Christian faith and why? What doctrines do you consider essential to the Christian faith and why? I think that you ought to know what you believe and why you believe it. It always feels a little awkward to me when somebody comes up and says, What do we believe about this? I always want to say, I don't know. What do we believe? Are we mid-trib, post-trib, or pre-trib? We're pan-millennials. It'll pan out in the end. (laughs) You all right? Study. Become a student of the Word of God. Become a student. You know what? You're a student of something right now. You know, you're either studying skateboarding or you're studying you know nintendo or you're studying rv you're studying something make sure you're studying the word of god make sure that you're lining yourself up that you're you're, you're gearing up that you're getting ammo so that you're positioned for success in the journey that you're on with god at the end of the day we want to hear well done Good job, way to go! You do not want to hear "so what" or "what were you thinking." (laughs) I'm gonna look at you and say, "That's my boy right there, smokes Didn't shave it off, put his foot down, stood firm, strong, and enjoyed Zoe life. Let me just close with this: that if you don't get firm. You're not going to know Zoe. You might know people who know Zoe. You might read books about Zoe. You might hear testimonies concerning Zoe. But you ain't ever going to know Zoe life. You know, so Jesus said, I have come that you might have and enjoy life. Amplified Bible says that, you know, life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Zoe life is out of control, crazy good. Even in the middle of a storm, the peace swallows up the storm. Even in the middle of chaos, uh, understanding revelation quenches the power of chaos. Even in great pain, the healing eradicates. Hello, somebody. Why? Because that's God's life. God's life operating in you. You're not going to get it because you heard about it. You're going to get it because you pursued it like a madman. Like a fat man chasing cake. You went after you went after Zoe Life. Amen. Will you will you close your Bibles, bow your heads, let me pray for you. If you're